Can I hold your Bible up so I can see them? There we go. Bibles. Wow. Excellent. Fantastic. If you've not got a Bible with you, don't worry. Can I suggest that it can be a real help um, to come to these sessions with a Bible? Um, means you can get involved, not just in this time, but also in the worship time. It's amazing as we worship how often people get stuff from the Bible. And even if it's just personal, you know, suddenly you're in the middle of worship. Somebody, say, somebody will say something or pray something and you'll think, that's in the Bible somewhere. And you go and, and look it up and find it and you're encouraged by that. So what versions have we got, guys? I know what this man will have here. What version have you got there? Uh, a King James version. Jabalani would always have a King James version. Excellent. And what do you think our friend Alec here has? Uh, <laughs> the verbose version. <laughs> the amplified. If we have Mick here, he'd have this. What's Mick's version that he often brings with something else? It's a different one, isn't it? Anyway, never mind. What other versions have we got? NIV, New International Version. Yeah, what else? Anything else? A New King James. Ooh. Now that's actually supposed to be very good too. I, heard. I haven't actually used it very much. Um, sometimes we get people with the message, which is a sort of a, a paraphrase of the Bible, which is good for reading. Here's some quotes from the Bible. It was printed in 1653, and I think the people that tried printing it were, it says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall inherit the kingdom of God? I think there's a slight problem with that Bible. Here's a couple more. Here's one more. Robin? Thank you. Okay, this is one from 1810. <laughs> If any man come to me and hate not his own wife, he cannot be my disciple. Now obviously the printer of that particular Bible had a problem. <laughs> Some marital problems perhaps. Here's one from 1631, a version of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Thou shalt commit adultery. You know, in spite of all these mistakes, the Bible has been translated in o into over 2,000 languages and dialects. Over 2,000. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're aiming and hoping that by 2025 they'll be able to translate it into another 2,000. Now, it's taken 2,000 years to get our version of the Bible to, to, into 2,000 languages and dialects. They're hoping in the next 25 to do another 2,000. That's quite an impressive uh, objective. But there are still many, many people who don't have the Bible in their language. However, since the 1870s, they reckon that there have been that many Bibles printed and distributed. 6,000 million Bibles in circulation in the world since the 1870s. It's a huge number, isn't it? Yeah, a huge, huge number. But what's the Bible to you? What is it for you, the Bible? Any ideas, any thoughts, people? Come on, what is it? What's the Bible to you? It's God's Word. God's Word. Anything else? God's Word or, or um, like uh, 
A weapon, yes, it's often called the sword of the spirit. Excellent. Here's some things. Yeah? Next one. And again, keep going for a minute. Here's some things, just keep going. Encouragement. Yep. Direction. Comfort. Keep going, Robin. Assurance. Correction. Challenge. Hope. Instruction. Peace. Praise. Wisdom. All of those things can be found in the Bible. It's not intended that this is just a book that the judge puts on the bench and he said, I swear by Almighty God. Or that the President holds, the President of the United States up, holds up and says, It's not meant to be a book like that. It's not meant to be a book that arrogantly attempts to reinforce your opinion about something over the opinion of somebody else. It's not designed for that. It's never ever been designed. The word of God is Hebrews 4.12. It says, living and active. Yep. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It's an amazing verse in, in the letter to the Hebrews. Living and active. That whole idea that it can penetrate. Now the idea here is dividing soul and spirit. It means dividing what can't be divided. Is the, is the idea behind that. It judges that when you read this book, it's, what, tends, what tends to happen is it starts to make you, it challenges you, doesn't it? And the Bible does challenge us when we read it. It challenges our thinking. It challenges our attitudes. It's living and active. In fact, it's so living that we've decided to name our church after it. We've called our church Living Word Community Church because the Word of God is living. We believe it's living because God inspired us. Inspired the writers to apply this word to us. No, thank you. <laughs> On one Sunday a month, in the past, we've had this scheme where we have sought to bring to you, to your attention, issues of uh, what the word is doing across the planet. Yeah? We've had a, what we call Mission Sunday. And Mission Sunday is a, uh, an attempt to convey to you what God's doing all over the world. And then out of that, our giving is designed to be, and I should have done the mission, I knew there was a reason why I should have done the, mission, the offering after this, but the idea was that the offering for this Sunday goes towards mission. So um, that's, and in that context we have the opportunity to share um, about things that are going on elsewhere. And I was encouraged and provoked to discover what two girls from Kenya said about the Word of God. Two Maasai girls in a school in Kenya were asked what their favourite verse was. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That's what one of them said. Because I know that however long I mourn, Jesus will eventually comfort me. And then another one said, the verse that she remembered, don't need it yet, no. 
uh, was John 11:35, where it says Jesus wept and she said because in the night when I weep I know that Jesus weeps with me both of them had lost their parents to AIDS Jesus wept is widely known as the shortest in the Bible but this girl could see it had a deeper meaning Jesus weeps with the AIDS orphans and comforts them the world of, word of God is living across our world listen to this testimony from Papua New Guinea Right. This is a verse from uh, Philippians. And the, this is uh, somebody was with this guy called Alali, I believe his name was, and he read Philippians 1, 21, 23 for the first time in the language of his tribe. And he read it, uh, For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. This guy from Papua New Guinea then looked up and said, So it's true. We don't need to be afraid to die. For the word of God to live in our lives, we need to read it and study it. You know, there's a, there's a game we used to play when uh, we were youngsters in Sunday school type situa situations. And many of you might have played this and we're going to play it now. This side of the room is one team. Oh, they're a bit... I'll come on this side. <laughs> Actually, that's not fair because I know what the verses are. <laughs> we're going to do sword drill. Okay, sword drill. This is about how to use the Word of God, how the Bible, um, and it's often done to help us to understand that the Bible is something we all need to know. We can study the Word and learn from it. So we're going to play sword drill. Do you know how to play sword drill? You have to keep yourself sat down with your Bibles closed. So everybody close their Bibles, please. Alright. And the first person who stands up and says the verse, reads out the verse, gets a point for their team. Really is unfair, isn't it, on that side? <laughs> but we'll see how the Davids and Goliaths... Have, so, here we go. Ready? First one. First person to stand up. Are you ready? I'm going to give you a verse reference. 1 Chronicles 29.14 Go on then. Yes, wonderful words. Thank you. Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? This is uh, words of uh, God, uh, David to God uh, on having God's favour on his life. Okay, a point to that team. John 16:13. What? It does seem a fix. Well, get there before you haven't said it yet. <laughs> okay. 
Right, Sue, you close your Bible, don't take part of the rest of this. <laughs> she didn't see my notes, honest. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We go. Joshua twenty four fifteen. Jabalani's there. Yes, excellent. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Colossians 3.15 Colossians 3.15 Come on guys oh. That is not at the end of Colossians 3.15 Sit down again Carol was there Go for it Yes, yeah. Thank you, excellent. Uh, <laughs> so let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. It's been a strong verse with me this week. Objection. You wrote to the beginning of your Bible. How could Colossians 3 be at the beginning of your Bible, Jemalani Boyo? <laughs> uh, <laughs> judge's decision is final. My word, it was sword drill. <laughs> Jeremiah 9.24, last one. Jeremiah 9.24. Christine. <laughs> Closely followed there. Go on. Yes. Good. Thank you. I think that was four one. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Well done, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So studying God's word helps us to get to know God's word and obviously to get to know God better. And, uh, you know, I thought myself, you know what, it would be really good just to give you four little stages of studying God's Word. Just for you to consider. Just four stages. It's going to, uh, they're not going to be long notes, I assure you, today. I'm almost finished. But, um, next one. Start. 
stages of the study of God's Word. So the first one is this, repetition. You know what repetition does? Who did their times tables when they were young? Yes? Yeah, did you do your times tables? Suzanne, any good at your tables? Are you sevens now? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was going to ask you. Okay. So we, we can do, although I couldn't, because I didn't do it. And my girls didn't do, they did, there was a stage. There was a stage when they didn't do them. But we, and, and of course my girls were right in the middle of it. Jack does his tables. But the girls didn't. And they, they are really angry about that, you know. It really has been a problem. Repetition helps. Wrote. I remember we did something with the kids a few years ago where um, we got them to learn the books of the Bible. It was great fun. And they loved doing it. So learning things by rote. Why? Because it gets it in there. Alright, there are some verses that you know because you have rem- memorised them. Okay, the second tip, having got it in there, concentrate on it. Concentration is essential when studying the Word of God. And you know what? We say it, and it's so obvious, and yet you know as well as I do, that there are a million distractions. Whenever you go to read the Bible, there's always going to be something that comes along and tries to distract us from doing so. Therefore, separate yourself. There's a lot in the Bible, actually. If you look in there about characters in the Bible who study the Bible, who, who, who want to know God's will for their lives, they separate themselves out for a period of time and go because of where Israel is they often went to the desert it seemed not my personal choice Um, the back room is probably just as good Um, there's more water there Um, but uh, you know it's it's allowing us to concentrate to focus not get distracted okay third one Having done those things, what happens next is you get the ah moment, the moment of comprehension. You know, that's what you're, that those first two will achieve. The ah moment, that's what we're seeking God for when we read that. Ah, that moment when something in the Word strikes us. Now that's great, that's all marvellous, that's fantastic, but you also need the last one which is this one. You need to reflect on that. Having gained the R moment, to then reflect on that and say, okay, what do I do with that? What's it for? So those four things, stages in studying God's Word, if you're in a Bible study for yourself, that's what you need to be going for. To, to learn it, it might not be the whole, you know, whole passage, but to learn it and then to concentrate on it, Give it some time and attention. Look for that moment of, oh yes, I see. It, it doesn't have to be huge, massive. It might just be a small, a sudden understanding of what that verse is all about. And then to apply that. We all are looking for the change that comes from that reflection. We want to know that the Word of God is going to be active. It's living and it's active. The Word of God is active in that it changes us. Many of the people, of, uh, many people go to the Word of God for counsel, and there are a couple of famous types I've managed to, to find some information about. Their favourite verses. Here's one, hopefully. There we go. Linvoy Primus. Not somebody I know. Anybody know this guy? The footballer. But not a very famous team, but. Know this guy? Huh? Um, here's a verse that he 
rates as, as helping him. He was looking for guidance. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. When I first became a Christian, this verse was sent to me by a supporter. And as soon as I read it, I knew my future was taken care of. That's a different aspect of uh, football support, isn't it? Isn't that a fantastic encouragement? I mean, it must be great to be on the terraces, and I had done it myself, you know. I won't say where. Um, and, uh, and, and just to shout for your team is great. But to send somebody you know is a Christian footballer a word from God, that's great, isn't it? And then there's this, this next one. Here's a verse. Pam Rhodes, pray, uh, Songs of Praise. She's lovely. Um, this verse, Can a mother forget her nursing child? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. My word. See, I have written your name on my hand. It's, it can't it, ever imagine a time when a mother would choose not to care for her child but even if that were the case God would be there and there's uh, Pam's comments on that he rejoices when I, I am everything he hopes I will be he is beside me when things go wrong and the sadness and confusion because he's constant I can be human isn't that a lovely line because he is constant I can be human and then there's one from, the uh, last one, from uh, John Noble, who's a charismatic leader, Christian leader. Um, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates leading into the city, at the entrances, she cries out aloud. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Most people think, seem to think the Lord is reluctant to give us wisdom. Here it is clear, he gives it freely to all who ask. Wisdom cries out at the busy crossroads where everyone can hear if they have half a mind to listen. God longs to speak to absolutely everyone. So these guys, no matter what their background, whether they're Christian leaders, footballers, TV presenters, all sorts of people, all go to the Word of God, to the Bible, to get instruction, to, to have it relevant for their lives. A survey was done recently, and in fact you can contribute to it. Um, there is a website called www.myfavoriteverse.org. And let's see if we, you can know what the top ten, the top five are. We'll just do the top five. Any thoughts about what number one would be? Top five verse. Hmm? It's close, but it isn't the first. No? What was that one? Sorry. Which one? Trust in the Lord. Yes, that's close. Uh, yeah, very. Yeah, very good. Actually, let's have a look. You'd think it was John three. Top five verses. First one. Number one. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Number two. There you go, Brenda. You're close. Number two. Is that the third one? in the poll, nothing can separate us from God's love. Yeah, you've read that and been blessed by it. Number four? 
There it is. God, God so loved. And then the fifth one. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So, what are your favourite verses, guys? Anybody want a, got a favourite verse? What's that one? I have it to the full. Superb. Any others? What was yours? Psalm 23. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. Second one on the list. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Yeah. Probably will find that a lot of us are in there with that list. But you can go onto this website and you can find there. Actually, there are top ten. There's a top ten, but I didn't do the top ten. But I wanted I wanted to leave you with was a realization that this book is living and active, and I want to encourage you to read it. I was telling people last weekend that the Bible, in terms of getting it in us. Is, there are all sorts of ways of doing it and I'm not brilliant at Bibles in a year you know I, I, I tend to find myself um, in June reading January the 31st refer- reference um, and you know what I thought of saying a hugely liberating thing uh, was so what you know I just read the next day you know when I forget I just read the next day and if you do that don't, you know, let, let's just do it, you know, if, 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 if that's, that's a way through for you. If the date at the top of that is intimidating you, well that's just rubbish, isn't it, really? That's, you know where that belongs. Just go to the, the next day and read the next one. You can get a whole range of those kind of uh, study guides. Um, uh, Word for Today, which we get and is available on the back, or through, sometimes. We've run out, didn't we? Can get them from you, Glennis? Brenda, Brenda, if you want a, uh, a word for today, it takes you through the Bible and uh, gives you notes and guidance. Um, talk to Brenda Higginbotham. Yes, read it from the beginning to the end. Yes, it's another way of doing it. Take a gospel. If, you, if you're not somebody who's, who's been very good at doing this in the past, go to Mark. Read Mark's gospel. Um, and uh, that's, that's a really good way to do it. Um, but uh, I, I, I find it hugely rewarding. Yes, I, again, I was saying to these guys last weekend, you pay me to read the Bible. <laughs> it's, you know, I should be reading the Bible, but if I just read for my preparation, it would be wrong. If I just read so that I could do this on a Sunday morning, I'd be failing miserably. I have to have a personal devotional life so there's a bit you don't pay me for which God expects me to do which is reading his Bible reading the word of God for, for what it speaks to me and uh, so that, that's that's important okay let's pray Father I want to ask that you would put your word deep in our hearts that it would be living and active that you'd help us Lord to read the Bible Amen. Good. Okay, that's the end of our time together.